0: Hello and welcome back, magnificent podcast family! What a privilege and honor to be with you as always. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you're having an incredible day. We have a fantastic episode of the show for you. We have Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor on the show, and we are talking about the power of CBD, breaking free from the rat race, and conscious business. These guys are master entrepreneurs and the founder of Ned Full Spectrum CBD. So you're going to learn everything that you need to know about CBD. They're fantastic, amazing entrepreneurs. So we're going to talk a lot about conscious business. We talk about Rhett Taylor's meetup group in New York City that became the biggest meetup group in New York City at the time. We talk about quadruple bottom line business, self-sustainability, the importance of self-honesty, uh, natural cures, the epidemic of cancer, everything you need to know about CBD, the discovery of the endocannabinoid system, conscious business, entrepreneurship, and pretty much everything in between. So this is a really action-packed episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. If you want to share the love and you want to spread the podcast, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Matt Belair, and you can tag the boys at MeetNet as well. Let us know that what you liked and how you enjoyed the show. Um, you could also leave a review in iTunes. They are incredibly helpful. If you want to take a moment, leave a review in iTunes. It really helps with the algorithms to uh, get the word out there and also patreon if you want to toss a buck in the bucket any denomination is amazing even a dollar it helps more than you know so um you can go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair toss a buck in the bucket and i want to thank Loni davis thank you so much for taking a moment tossing a buck in the bucket it really helps and goes a very long way For those of you guys who are interested in coaching and you really want to level up and you want to learn how to design your life from your core values to create an impact and to do it in meaning from your own standard by your own design and you want help uh, designing that, really getting clear on what that vision looks like, developing a plan that will actually work and learning everything from consciousness, peak performance, self-development, marketing, business, everything in between, hit me up, Matt, at zenathlete.com. I am happy to help you out and work with you. And if you're already a successful entrepreneur and you're more focused around peak performance, mindfulness, flow state, and that extra one percent, and you want me to work with you or even your staff or organization, same thing. Hit me up, Matt at ZenAthlete.com. Happy to help you out. I also want to thank my podcast sponsor for this episode, ProCabulary. They are absolutely amazing. It is like a magic master course in language and in, in the language and how you speak to yourself. How how you speak in the world and how you create. I've done a lot of work in uh, personal development, language, hypnosis, copywriting, all of those things in between and... Hi- the course in vocabulary it's so succinct and so well done uh, by Mark England I believe it's episode 95 or 96 if you look up Matt Belair and Mark England you're going to hear him talk about the program and he's had massive success so if you want to go check out that program use the code word magic and you're going to get hundred dollars off the program and I highly recommend it, it is a very powerful self development program so I think that wraps it up thank you guys so much for listening I appreciate you let's come into a state of peace and coherence before before we get into this episode. Oh, sign up for the email list. That's also good. <laughs> but yeah, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world to stop what you're doing, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, feeling totally refreshed, at peace, at ease, energized, connected, and ready to take on this incredible episode with Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind of Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today we have two incredible guests for you, Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor. We're going to talk about breaking out of the rat race, holistic health, and everything you need to know about CBD. Our first guest, Adrian Zimmerman, is a serial entrepreneur and brand builder. He was a founding partner of Bro Bible, a popular men's lifestyle and entertainment brand. That grew to over 15 million readers per month. After Bro Bible was acquired by Upperox Media, Adrian assumed the role of executive director of Lad Bible Group. He's an avid travel traveler, photographer, and writer, gaining recognition for his writings around his experiences with burning out and stepping away from the rat race. Our second guest, Rhett Taylor, is the CEO and co-founder of Ned. He is inspired by his passion for natural remedies and empowered by his 14 years as a successful entrepreneur. Prior to starting NED, he went from co-founding the illustrious Green Building Council of Brazil, the country's leading voice for sustainability, to founding one of NYC's most popular meetup groups, Nat. Welcome to the show, Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor.
1: Thank you so much for having us. It's so, so nice to be here.
0: Yeah, good to have you both. Well, you know, we got connected and I got to look at uh, the video on your website of like the story of Ned. And it's uh, really incredible because both of you guys come from successful backgrounds. Um, You've done a, a lot of interesting things to get to where you are today. So for those people who don't know who you are, do you want to give a little bit about your background, a little bit about yourselves, and then we'll dive into you know, CBD, because I've, I've had requests to have people on the show to talk about CBD, the incredible benefits, um, some of the myths, some of the science and studies, um, and everything that you guys are doing, because it goes beyond CBD right into like health, healthy living, sustainable business, uh, which I think is super important, and uh, all that stuff. So I'll let you guys take it away.
1: Yeah, kick us off, Red. All
0: right.
2: Um, well, you did a good job on the background there, Matt. Um, yeah, really uh, bounced around quite a bit. Um, Middle East, South America, New York City, Miami. Um, but I was born on a, uh, in, on a ranch in Wyoming, uh, a town with 11 people in it. And uh, kind of been digressing back to that, although I'd probably call it regressing. I moved back to Colorado five years ago, and it's really showed me what's important. Um, And that's doing good, and that's following my passion. Um, And having found my purpose, it's it's really leaning hard into it. And that comes with um, really what we're doing at NED, which is to bring natural remedies from around the world to people to help people live more simply and find a deeper connection with the natural world so um yeah i mean we can dive into background as much as you like but uh yeah i think you kicked us off with pretty good ones
0: yeah well i love that but the one thing that i wanted you to talk about a little bit um before we go a little deeper is what's the deal with that nyc group i loved in the story where you were out every weekend doing some weird things in the in the trees in the forest or whatever so how did how did that come about what were you doing exactly
2: yeah well um I have been or I had been a competitive uh, marathon runner and uh, endurance athlete, and I thought I was a great athlete um, and i I ran a fifty mile uh, ultra run once or uh, one time uh, I mean a few times but once I ran it and um, you know I wasn't even sore afterward and I was uh, feeling pretty good and then I played basketball one on one with a buddy and uh, for like forty five minutes and as soon as I needed to go vertical or horizontal, do anything aside from run. I realized, uh, I was not that great of an athlete anymore. And, and I was super sore the next day I had blisters and here I had just run a 50 mile race a week ago and that was fine. So I realized that I was pretty, um, you know, one element of athleticism and uh, really wanted to change that. And at the same time, read an article about a gentleman named Erwan McCore who had uh, started this workout or kind of formalized a workout, which is really just using your body for what it was designed for, which is to run and jump and climb and lift and swim and carry and defend and catch and throw. And all those things that were innately born with, which once we, Spend time in the civilized life, um, we begin to lose. And once you've got a refrigerator, and you can outsource all your movement to cars and uh, and everything else, uh, you begin to lose that. And it's it's almost like a tiger that's taken out of the jungle and put in the zoo for 20 years. If you if you put that tiger back in the woods, it would, you know, flounder. It would have no idea what to do. It would have a sense for it because uh, It's in its DNA, just like it is ours. But um, yeah, I started, I was living in New York City and I started going to Central Park, which is like really the only natural place around or the most natural. And uh, I started climbing trees and lifting rocks and logs and balancing on fence posts and uh, doing bear crawls and running through the woods. And this was way back in 2000, what was it, 2008. And it's, it was a lot of fun for me and really only for me for a little while. And then, uh, some of the barefoot runners folks, um, started joining me and, you know, uh, they said, this is a lot more fun than just running with no shoes on. We can actually like climb trees, with no shoes on now. So, uh, I had this very, very eclectic group of people which grew and grew and grew and, um, And we were having a blast and we were just reconnecting with nature and we were getting dirty and sometimes a little bloody and it felt right. Um, And these were New Yorkers that were just trapped in the city. And many of us were from places like Wyoming or Colorado or, or uh, North Carolina and from the woods. And we were in New York because of all that it offered, but we craved nature and we craved that connection and movement and, and um, and it just really took off because that craving was so deep, and um, and then the Wall Street Journal did an article on me and this crazy workout, and um, and then it just really took off. And we had about four thousand people in the group. Um, it was the most popular meetup group in New York for quite some time, and uh, probably about seven thousand people came through it. And I got to meet a cross section of New Yorkers from hedge fund managers to bus drivers from super fit to super unfit. And it was geared so that it really appealed and worked for it.
0: oh, I think we lost you. Shoot. Adrian, we're going to have to have you pick it up from here. But uh, when it comes back, yeah, when, when it comes back, it's lucky we have two of you. But I know I what I was going to tell him when he comes back in is I like how it's, it's interesting that like the Not natural, really? you back?
1: Yeah, we lost you there for a second, Rhett.
0: Oh, bummer! Yeah. <laughs> just so, just at the end, after you were talking about, um, you know, meeting the cross section of New Yorkers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, to me, that was that desire to be there was very indicative of um, the the craving for nature and the the, the necessity of nature and movement in our lives. So All right. uh, it was a great time and it was a lot of fun.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, well, what I say when you kind of went a little bit blank there is uh, I really like how the natural movement, uh, natural movement movement is progressing because it's interesting, like, um, just how babies squat, you know, we're supposed to be able to sit that's supposed to be a resting position, but we get so uh, what is it called sedimentary? that right Mm
1: -hmm. sedentary sedentary Sedentary.
0: that's it (laughs) thanks man Um, (laughs) but you know we go to an office and that's why they're starting to have stand-up decks and things like that and the way we live is completely unnatural and you know they even have what's called uh in china um forest bathing it means go out to the forest and the forest will be a natural remedy which makes sense because we're so unnatural now in the way we live and um, it's fun. I was training Shokai last year with the Native American elder. And uh, a lot of it was like outside weather, just rolling in the ground, muddy, all these different elements. And I, had ne- I hadn't spent so much time in the rain since I'd been a kid. Because when mm. the rain comes out, you don't go outside. And if you do, you got the umbrella and you're like, you know, it's like acid rain, right? But just embracing the elements and embracing the outdoors is an um, important Important element of just existing that I think that we forget about. So yeah, um, yeah, man, that's really cool. So um, Adrian, why don't you give us a little about your background too? Because um, a little bit of a different story, but uh, really powerful.
1: Yeah, different, but but same in a way because I was suffering from the same things that Rhett was just describing. You know, I was living in New York City and you know spent eight to ten hours a day in front of a computer and in meetings and having meetings over drinks and then dinners and then get home and wake up and do it all over again and that became my life and um you know i had spent years in other big cities and and you know by the time i was you know in my early 30s i completely Been disconnected from nature and from movement and from a very natural way of being so um, yeah where can I pick this up I mean um, let's just go all the way to when I was you know in my early 30s and I had been living in New York at that point for about eight and a half years and really checked off all these boxes I had set out to achieve in my 20s and found myself on the back end of it living the life I thought I wanted, which was bachelor pad and, you know, weekend getaways and shiny toys and cool job. And, you know, like a quote unquote reputation. Um, But I was miserable and I was, I was just, I would remember waking up and just sitting there in my apartment, just like numb and not wanting to go, to the office and just like sitting there staring at my stack of emails and like, just being like, Oh my gosh, like this can't be it. Like this is not like a life I want to be living. And, um, you know, without having that awareness that Rhett did, I just suffered and I didn't have an outlet for it. And, um, you know, so I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to change something. So I ended up moving out to the UK and thinking oh, it's definitely the place, it's not the person. Like, I got this, like, I'm good. And uh, so I made this big move out to the UK. And it was great for about a month. Change of scenery, new country, just, it was kind of exciting for a minute. And then I just started waking up with that same feeling of like, my God, my my life is not my own. And time is just slipping through my fingers. And, and um, I just suppressed it as best I could. And, and arguably the UK was a worse place to be than New York. It was just like, like the, the nutrition there, especially up in the North. I was up in Manchester. It was not, it was not nourishing my body. And it just eventually culminated to a point where I was just on this like brink without really knowing it. And it all erupted. One day I was presenting to my company during a quarterly review and, uh, I was sitting in a leadership position at this company and um, halfway through just had this full blown panic attack. And my throat tightened and my voice went, and my hands were shaking and I had never experienced an anxiety attack before and um, was just beside myself trying to figure out like what just happened. And, you know, the next day I had an another panic attack walking in the boardroom, which used to really be my like domain. And, um, and then I broke out in shingles, which is now a physical manifestation of all this stuff um, that now surpassed this emotional and psychological level. So um, within two weeks of that moment, I was kicked out of the company. I was pushed out the door, um, you know, and, it was a really scary time to reconcile what that meant, because so much of the last ten years of my life had become consumed by this like work self, this identity that I thought really mattered. And um, very fortuitously, I had a friend's wedding in Seattle right around that same time, so I went to the wedding, and the week after, I just took a week for myself and rented a car, bought a cheap tent at REI, and Went camping and hiking and just like exploring by myself for the first time since college when I was in Colorado. And um, it was on that little road trip that I decided I wasn't going to go get a Xanax prescription and keep going. I was going to go away and look inwards. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I'd be searching for. I just thought there would be something else, something different, something better um and you know kicked off what I thought might be two months and turned to be turned out to be two years of of just wandering and, and really exploring those parts of myself that I'd left unexplored, creative outlets like photography and writing. And then really found myself leaning hard into nature and simplicity and discovering human connection and doing all those things like like you just said hanging out in the rain and getting wet and being totally cool with it and um, engaging in really practical skills like chopping wood and gutting fish and doing these things that were so integral to our, our ancestry and really survival as humans and just finding this like total fulfillment in that. And um, yeah, so that's like the long monologue of how I went, climb that first mountain and then now kind of ascending this, this second mountain and, um, and doing that with Ned as really, uh, as really the driver of that.
0: Right, man. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. You traveled to uh Katmandu and uh, I trekked Everest and I was in that part of the world. It's, it's really amazing. And, you know, you said a lot of really interesting things there because I think the first stage of it is like really, um you know anxiety and uncomfort. and you said you know i felt like my life wasn't my own and mm-hmm. uh that's you know i think a lot of people feel trapped even by success or sometimes uh, by limitation they don't have the funds to do what they want there they're not able to um afford the things they want or they're successful and they're like trapped in the success but then when you break out and you have the physical manifestation um you know of the shingles it's like okay you got to change something and i think that a lot of people make that transition Um, it takes longer than they think. It's not like a one-month thing or a two-week thing, and then you know everything. And then Mm -hmm. after that two-year process, you start to ask yourself some deeper questions. How do I make my life sustainable? Mm -hmm. How do I create an impact that's meaningful? And these are deep questions that take a little bit of time, and then they take your effort and execution to move forward. And that's what you guys have done in the last couple of years. So I want to get into talking about um, CBD and all the benefits and why you chose that, and how you guys are doing uh, your work, because I know that CBD has been helping a, a lot of people. And um, just for a note, I think, Rhett, can you go on, well, both of you guys, somebody, somebody's noisy in the background. I don't know who it is, but it's making like a, a fuzz. Um, so if you mm-hmm. can... Your phone, it will oh wait, I can actually mute you. Ha, I did it. It was for you. <laughs> okay, cool. There we go. It'll be a little Gosh. bit cleaner now. Um, <laughs> but uh yes, yeah, so, you know, so you went through that process. It takes longer than people think. You know, some some people can break out, they feel a little bit uneasy, and then they can start asking those questions. You don't need it to be a physical manifestation, but many people experience some sort of disease from how much their life is unaligned with who they are, how unnatural it is, takes the process you go through, um, you discover this is what you want to do. And so what I want to ask you guys before we go into CBD, all the benefits, all that kind of great stuff is um, just how do we move towards a sustainable life? What is a sustainable business? And Red, I'd love for you to talk about um, the Building Council of Brazil, the leading voice for sustainability, because in in Zen Buddhism, they talk about right livelihood. You know, you can have a job that harms people and it it pays you well, you know, Um, and you could have a job that um, does good for others. It does good for your community. It also pays you well. Um, So I don't think that there needs to be a discrepancy between income. I think it's just your moral and ethics that you get to and making that decision that can be a little bit harder. So um, I'll let you guys speak on that.
2: Yeah. So you know, over uh, the course of my career, which is now 18 years long uh, since college, um, I've worked in both for-profits and non-profits, and, um, you know, I started, to, I started out in Saudi Arabia, and um, I actually helped uh, create the first um, environmental company in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, we were way ahead of our times, unfortunately, and um, it was a real struggle. But I saw through that, that um, business can have an incredible impact on good and doing good. And um, really, it's it's unfortunate, but um, people really don't buy products because of their sustainability. They buy them because they are better than other products. Um, And I learned that pretty quickly in my career. Although I did then go on to co-found the Brazilian Green Building Council, which promotes sustainable buildings and architecture. And um, really in Brazil, it became the voice for sustainability. And uh, and it stayed that way. Um, but I saw, you know, that was really mainly also geared around companies that also wanted to either do good themselves or attach themselves to a good organization. And so we worked with major multinationals and and they contributed for whatever reason that might have been. Some were 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 good, some were were, you know, greenwashing. But um regardless, uh we put together a, a very impactful organization. Um but then I went on after that uh you know I spent all my money in Brazil. Um I was in a you know situation where I was like you said earlier people either can't do it because they've they're too tied to their success or because they didn't have the resources well i had no resources and um and i was also becoming i was 27 you know thinking about my 30s and and here i am flat broke in brazil just uh have cr- created a, a beautiful organization but also been kite surfing and drinking caipirinhas and uh just having a good time but um I was ready to make some money, and an opportunity came to do so in 2007, and that required me to move to New York City, which is something I never thought I would do. Uh, but the money was so good that I went for it, and um, and I made a decision on top of a mountain in Colorado, and I said, "Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do." And I think about that decision process, and uh, really it was it was focused on money, and that is what sent me on the a 12 year trajectory to the point where I am uh, more recently with the chase of money. And, um, you know, I began my business in 2007 and, and then it was going great. And then 2008 came along and it wasn't great for five years. Anyways, um, the, it's going great now um, and there's more money than ever to be made in the industry, but I'm giving it up because it's not fulfilling to me and because I've outgrown it, having learned all that I have about um, a a sustainable life, um, what's truly important to me, and what it is that I want to be my legacy. um, We've now, you know, so that has morphed into, uh, for me, uh, what has become and. So our approach to Ned is very much like we're, we're a quadruple bottom line business, which means that we focus on the financials, the people, the industry, and then also how we, the impact that we're able to make for the environment and our customers. Um, and that's essential to the business. It's just where I want to be at this point in my career. Um, that's far more important to me than just a single bottom line. Uh, in my businesses and in my life so I don't know if that answers your question uh, We, we kind of I kind of took you all over the world on that one but um, I'd be happy to dive in a bit more but this is fundamental and and um, deeply uh, ingrained in who I've become and then who Ned is as well as a business
0: yeah, well, I think you shared a little bit in there and I think it was in the details like when you talked about, you know, I was talking about the, the key to sustainable living and um, for you when you're going through there, what I heard was um, just finding your values, you know, it's like what was in, what's important to me? What do I want to do and, and, and taking the time to go through that. And I think that the process that we all go through, whether it's money because we need to eat, um, it just it, it becomes in phases. It's a building blocks, you know, like I sold cars so I could travel the world. I don't want to sell cars forever, um, but I can make decent money at it trying to get you a ride. My boss would always give me crap because uh, he would give me the numbers as a process. You got to get the numbers, give it to the person you shut up right for sales. I was always going back to the manager, giving them the story about how it was like a single income and we need to cut the price. And this is too much because I know how much we have for the car. He's just like, get mad at me. He's just like, you're always giving me their story. You're supposed to, you're supposed to get the money. I was like, I can't do it, man. I was just like, let's get him the car. Um, So, you know, obviously not a long-term ideal scenario for me, um, but, or the company anyways, but. Um, you know, it was a, I needed to make that money and I learned the skills, but we have to redefine or at least take that time to think about what's important to us. And then I like how you talked about the quadruple bottom line. And I think that's the element of a sustainable business for young entrepreneurs going for that. And ideally in the future, we make that more common. We need more businesses and more leaders talking about, you know, how you make ethical business you know how it's contributing to others how you're going through the process we need that for the planet so um maybe adrian you can time in and like what it is for you to maybe live a sustainable life as an individual with all the chaos of needing to make money and move forward but also for young entrepreneurs wanting to start a business and what they can keep in mind because you know um i think that we kind of glossed over it but you two are very successful people with very successful by uh backgrounds like lad bibles massive you've grown you know i've been entrepreneurship for 50 years growing a company now leaving it at the at the peak of what it could be financially and that um, you know there's a lot of learning there and I think a lot of young people want to learn how to create a business and I think if we can teach them the the ethics with sustainability they're going to have more success and also more fulfillment.
1: Yeah yeah so I um, like Rhett early in my career I was in this sustainable space. It, I was working on Hong Kong for a venture capital fund that was investing in clean tech and sustainable development. And, you know, there was this like, it was this notion of doing well by doing good. Um, But I don't think I ever really understood that like Rhett, we were before our time. And um, I don't think I embodied it because I didn't have a sense of self sustainability, you know? And I think, Sustainability in any capacity, whether it's business or life, really starts with self, and um, and really finding a way to find honesty with yourself, and really listen to those things inside you that are guiding you. And you know, I think my whole burnout and that whole experience really stemmed from not listening to myself, not listening to that need for something else, because I was consumed with this idea of creating a life that I thought I wanted, or I was being told that I should live. And I ignored all those cues. So, um, so I think the, the the idea of self-honesty has been really powerful for me, um, to find out, to figure out a way to continue to, to listen and tune in and, and see what it is that I want. And when I'm honest with myself, I find myself being much more honest with other people and honesty with other people leads to things like vulnerability and those are the things that allow for human connection and um a lot of my time away uh really got down to this idea of basic human needs and i think if we have food water shelter and human connection then that's really all we need to to live and to be happy and um Yeah, so that's really where my my lens started to to change uh, in in the way I approach my life and the way we're approaching Ned is that, you know, we don't need to make the quick buck. We don't need to take shortcuts and, and do things that aren't quite sound with ourselves and our ethos just in order to, you know, build up this house of cards. Like what we've been able to apply to the the business is this true sense of honesty and it's translated into transparency with the way we operate our business. It's translated into, um, you know, us telling stories that matter to us, which all of a sudden, lo and behold, if we're being honest about it, they matter to other people. And, um, and it's really created this foundation for a business that is solid, and it is, uh, you know, the the foundation is still drying, really. But it's it's not a house of cards. It's it's not one of those things that could come down with you know one little mishap. It's it's strong and sustainable, and uh, and then all the the incremental pieces that we build into it with. Uh, you know, being part of One Percent for the Planet, with only supporting independent farmers, to um, to really looking after people, uh, the people that work with us, the people who we serve, our customers. Like, we really put thought into all those pieces, and that's where that quadruple bottom line comes in.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, what, when you're talking, what it makes me think about is maybe you guys don't know this, but or know this, because I remember hearing a story about Patagonia and they had an opportunity they were, do you know what I'm talking about? It was a story about Patagonia and, uh, I wish I knew the details, but essentially what I remember was they were in business, they were doing fine. Then something happened and it required them to essentially sell out and they just didn't. And they did the right thing. And then that ended up propelling them to the next level like they had to sell everything i think if you google it you find it but i remember that being a very powerful business story maybe one of you guys remember um yeah oh oh yeah go for it what is it
2: (laughs) well i know the entire history of patagonia it's a company that i like follow like i follow a sports team oh nice um, because of their impact and the way that they do things and you know we've had similar situations where um, we could either do things more cheaply, faster, uh, more effectively. But, you know, day in, day out, we we make the choice to just do it better. And, um, and you know, better has those each of those four elements in mind, which I mentioned from the quadruple bottom line. And so if it doesn't align with each of those, then we just don't do it. And so, yeah, I mean, with Patagonia, they, you know, one of the, I think you might be referring to their kind of move to um, say, don't buy anything on black Friday. um, Which is typically the the day that businesses make the most money. Uh, And they say, don't buy anything because you probably don't need it. And if you do, um, you know, if you can have it fixed, we'll fix it for you for free. Uh, Send it to us. And let's keep these pieces in the, uh, in the, in the circle of things. And, um, you know, we've had similar situations as well. Like we uh in the in the industry in, in C B D it's uh, getting lab results back is is a major bottleneck. Um there's only a few labs and there's more and more C B D businesses every day. And um so we've actually waited and waited and waited for our labs so long so that we were actually unable to uh we ran out of inventory at one point. Um and we could have shipped, we had inventory, but, we didn't have the labs on the, that inventory. And so we, you know, we felt terrible and we sent an email to all our customers and we said, we're, we're just not comfortable shipping until we have the labs to show you. And um, we expected, you know, some angry customers. But um, what we got was a total validation of our, of our values, which was um, just an outpouring of thank you so much. Um, I can wait. I'd much rather be a customer of a business that has these values. And, um, and this is why we love Ned. And it was just a, such a beautiful moment for both Adrian and I realizing that our customers think this way and that they appreciate the extra lengths that we go to. So that was kind of our, that for me was a very Patagonia-esque moment, um, which I'm quite proud of actually.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. And what I really like what you said was uh, making the right choice rather than um, like either say the easy choice or the quick buck, right? Or to to, um, just cut corners. And with every decision looking at that bottom line, is this in alignment with the values? And if you can do that as an individual um, or as a company, and actually hold true to that, that's gonna allow for sustainability uh, moving forward. And also, too, like when you just erode that in yourself and your company, you know that that eats away you as you a, as a person and fulfillment. Like you know it's not correct, you know, it's harder to do. But over time, it's kind of like um, the brain, it, you know, there's a difference between uh, happiness and pleasure, and pleasure is short, immediate grat- gratification. Happiness comes over time. And so you earn that. Um, And so it might not always be easy. So what I'd love for you guys to talk about is just how did you um, over all of this, you know, coming from your different backgrounds, looking at what you're doing, how did you um, come to the decision to start manufacturing CBD, because I think it's an interesting story and what you guys were trying to do, what CB does, like what's the everything you need to know for somebody who doesn't know what it is? What are some of the benefits? You know, um, my partner has uh, colitis. CBD has helped her immensely. I've heard a lot of accounts through cancer and, and really intense things. I know, Rhett, that your mother, unfortunately, had to go through that. And that's a huge problem. The, the number of people who have cancer is absurd. Um, and so many other benefits, you know, and and just like you guys, when everything in your store is like everything's coming up CBD, I remember <laughs> being in the festivals and just CBD everything. <laughs> just like, I was like, okay, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And I really am about human optimization. You know, what is the, what is the limit of my own potential, my body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, lots of work to be done, but I'm always curious about what's the best thing to put in my body. Um, what's the best practices? How do I feel more fulfilled? And I think CBD from a health front has become extremely popular for a good reason because people are getting results. So you guys would be better to speak about how you came to the, um, idea to manufacture CBD. What are some of the benefits and what people need to know? Yeah.
2: Um, well I came to it for for two reasons, really. One was to help my mom, who you mentioned, and she had uh, breast cancer back in late 2014. Um, And she decided she would skip radiation and just focus on battling cancer through nutrition. And uh, that scared the crap out of me because I wanted her to do what the doctor said. I just wanted her to do everything she could to live as long as possible, right? Um, But she was adamant. And uh, at that point, I decided... I realized, too, that she really knew nothing about what it meant to battle cancer through nutrition. And, um, and I'm here in Boulder surrounded by amazing people, all, many experts in nutrition and movement and positive thinking and you know, all the Boulder Boo boo stuff, which is great. Um, and I went out and I did a big deep dive for her and I learned everything I could. Um, and one of the things that kept coming up over and over was CBD, uh, really full spectrum hemp. Um, so CBD plus all of the other cannabinoids. Um, and, um, and I started using, or I started buying it for my mom. Um, and you know, had some, some funny interactions around that. She thought she was using marijuana and we get arrested, et cetera. And, uh, absolutely not. Um, but, uh, then I, then I quickly, quickly realized as well that, like you, I'm all about optimization as well. And, um, and I realized that it would help optimize me um, in a number of different ways. One being uh, the joint muscle pain that I was uh, experiencing as an endurance athlete and then really just wanting to create a, a, a regimen of supplements that would enable me to thrive. And CBD was one of them, which I realized when done right, is can be entirely natural um and all of my supplements going back to 2005 have been entirely supplement or entirely natural and so um yeah really two-pronged approach one helping my mom and the other looking for optimizing
0: supplements awesome adrian you want to chime in
1: sure um so my first encounter with CBD really happened uh, after I returned from my travels. Um, you know, I had heard about it and I would seen this documentary about how it was really helping children with epilepsy. But I never really engaged with it. And um, when I landed back in New York um, after all these travels and found myself into some consulting gigs again, this reentry was really hard. Um, trying to navigate like, okay, what is this new life? What does this new approach mean? And um, I was all of a sudden found myself in boardrooms again and expecting to give presentations again. And I was just like, I had some sort of PTSD with speaking and public speaking. And it was really just like, it was brutal. And I was staying with a friend in San Francisco and I had a big presentation to give. And he was like, Oh, like you should try some CBD. Um, because also along this way, I was really, you know, I'd yet to take any sort of prescriptions for, for anxiety, but I was getting to the brink. I was really like, this is now disruptive. And, um, so I thought I'd give CBD a try and, you know, I had an okay experience with it. I didn't quite know how I, I should have been using it. Um, so that was the first one. And then, um, soon after that, I started doing these or built this retreat concept upstate and Rhett came and led this move that piece for it. And, um, and it was then that he really started to share this idea of CBD with me. Um, and I'd shared that, you know, when he was giving it to his mom and he was giving it to himself that like, there wasn't really much transparency to it. And, um, you know, there was no, like, real, like, sense of what quality was. And, um, you know, so that was really the, the first exposure. And it wasn't until I had decided to move to Colorado. Um, and Rhett should really chime in with his search for a better hemp and CBD because, um, you know, it was only – it was mid-2017 that I had decided to, to move back to Colorado. And it was just a road trip drive through the mountains where it just kind of clicked like this is where i ought to be and um and it was right around the same time that redhead kicked off this search for a better hemp
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely love for you to speak on that and also make sure to um, just describe some of the benefits, like some of the uses. And if you guys have any studies or any links for that, I've done research on CBD and I've had a lot of first hand accounts of people sharing from different things like you know you wouldn't think that cbd is something that can help with anxiety or depression um it's even i've seen some studies linked to brain development and your your neural connections and things like that now i don't know how far down the studies are but i do know a lot of people are really um really Adamant on the benefits and including my partner with colitis saying like as soon as she started taking it It you know had a very mm-hmm. profound and positive impact and I love You know what you guys are doing with the transparency piece like to the point of it's like, this is our farms address You know, <laughs> just like gonna have people show it up. It's like, you know, if I was nearby I thought I'd stop and, <laughs> and say hello, you, know? Um, yeah, so I think you that, know That's an amazing element.
1: So that piece is really important for us um, but in terms of speaking to CBD before Rhett gets into the to the journey of, of how we found our farm and all those things. So I should preface just by saying that, you know, we are limited on what we as a brand can say um, by FDA guidelines, we're not allowed to make health claims. Um, but what we can say is like the, the four most common things we hear from our customers is that they're using it for anxiety, s- sleep, pain, and inflammation. Like those are kind of the four most well-known researched areas. Um, but there is an endless amount of research available online. Um, you know, we have customers of such a range of conditions. They, they're they using it with their pets. Like it's really a, a broad uh, spectrum of, of how people are using these products. Um, but really foundationally, how like what is CBD? So CBD is one of two major cannabinoids found in the Cannabis sativa plant and hemp is a variety of the Cannabis sativa plant. THC is the other major cannabinoid that's really well known that's what's in cannabis that's what gets people high. CBD is the cannabinoid that makes people well. And um and that's also, not to discount all these other minor cannabinoids, which are things like CBC and CBG and CBN, which are all being studied now and being found to have their own unique benefits. Plus, you have terpenes, which are all the aromatic features and qualities and compounds of the, of the hemp plant. You have trichomes, which are all the crystals and hairs that you see on, on, uh, on hemp flowers or buds, as they're commonly known and um and then you have flavonoids which are yet another part of what we call full spectrum hemp so we don't call our product cbd because we have the full spectrum of cannabinoids terpenes trichomes flavonoids in our product 85% of it is made up of cbd and it is the major compound but uh just just to kind of demystify why do we don't call our product cbd and secondly we're actually not allowed to Uh, CBD as it's named is now a ingredient in a pharmaceutical called Epidiolex which is used to treat epilepsy in children and um, so due to FDA guidelines companies that are not pharmaceutical companies are not allowed to call their products CBD so all those companies that are calling their products CBD this CBD that are actually an FDA violation so it's one of those little red flags that we discovered early on and have again just chosen the right path not the easy path and it's taken a lot of re-education and in terms of how cannabinoids interact with our bodies uh, we all have what's called our endocannabinoid systems and it's the largest system of extracellular receptors in our bodies which is crazy because it wasn't even discovered till the mid 90s when these Israeli researchers were discovering or researching the effects of THC on the body. And all of a sudden they started to see how THC was binding to these receptors in our bodies. And the receptors are called CB1, which are CB1 are in our brains or in our nervous system and CB2 are in our minor organs and throughout the body. And then it started to discover, they started to discover like how these other compounds were interacting with these receptors. So what came out of it is this discovery that we all have native cannabinoids called endocannabinoids in our systems. And these are things like anandamides, they're lipids that control stress response and tell our immune systems how to respond to problematic cells. And it's, you know, a, a massive system and, you know, naturally occurring endocannabinoids are naturally produced, but they're also found in breast milk. So just to show how foundational it is to our health. So like many things, um, you know, as we age, or as we get off track with nutrition, we become deficient of endocannabinoids. And when we become deficient of endocannabinoids, things all of a sudden come out of balance because the endocannabinoid system is responsible for really holding homeostasis in every every single biological system in our bodies. Um, so when that comes out of balance, we become inflamed and then inflammation leads to a whole host of other conditions that you know, it seems to be behind almost everything. Um, so by supplementing our bodies with phytocannabinoids, which are plant-based cannabinoids, um, we're in essence nourishing that endocannabinoid system and allowing things to come back into balance. And when things come back into balance, that's when we feel better and we live better.
0: Awesome. Very well put. I'm glad you did that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up too because I was at uh, Contact in the Desert maybe two years ago when I, when I was talking to a doctor and uh, he was developing all of these different things um, around CBD and how it can you know, be absorbed into the body. Better And he was describing to me how they're not all made equal. He was describing some of the distinctions that mm-hmm. you just shared right there, like you don't just go off the shelf and, and pick it up. Um, but also the important discovery of the endocannabinoid system, and how we just discovered it a little while ago, which is so interesting. And you know, I think the big thing here is one, it's natural. Two, uh, maybe you guys can speak on this, but I think the side effects are very minimal, if not non-existent, but you need to try it. It's different for everybody, so we don't want to make any claims. Um, but what is certain is that pharmaceuticals is a multi-billion dollar business, and that is a very great structure for the uh membership business model. These are not cures, these are just come back every month and mm-hmm. refill this in and then all of a sudden you've got all these side effects. Now, sometimes you do need pharmaceuticals, not to say that you might not need them, you know, go to the drugstore, get what you need. However, um, exploring other alternatives that might be as good, not addictive, because, you know, that is a very... A huge industry and whatever you ingest in your body I forget what it what's it called um, but basically we get the choice to put things in our body to close system until we say hey come on in you want a cheeseburger do you want a carrot do you want CBD do you want alcohol it changes the structure of, of how your body works so it's really important to educate yourself and um, to you know just educate yourself on CBD you know, and what that what that does, what can it do for you if, if you have something else or healthy supplements and things like that. So I think that that discovery is massive in what you shared, um, because when I found out about that, I was like, that is very fascinating. And CB has mm-hmm. since then become on the rise because we're getting smarter on how we can take care of our bodies. But, you know, to the main point at the beginning of the podcast, getting outside, going in nature, you know, doing those things with the right ingestion is, you know, that's really the exactly,
1: and you you literally just I mean outlined what our mission is. It's to create this better first line of defense before we need doctors and pharmaceuticals. This idea of plants before pills. And um, you know, if you're drinking six nights a week and you're drinking six cups of coffee a day and you're not moving and then you're taking CBD, you're shoveling snow in a blizzard. That's not going to really do you much good you know there is this holistic approach there is this idea that okay like there are many things we can do to feel better and live better and to avoid doctors and pharmaceuticals but um it is a matter of understanding all these things and that's really what net is it's it's uh it's not just about selling products we're creating this better first line of defense through our products yes but also through Uh, the lifestyle of our brand and through the content on our website and through the content in our newsletter and our social media. It's, it's always talking about what are these things that we can do to feel better and live better. And then just to close the loop on kind of the science of CBD. um, And I keep saying CBD when I'm really talking full spectrum hemp, because CBD on its own is a single compound. It doesn't even bind with cannabinoid receptors it kind of changes their shape and like opens these doors and it's the other cannabinoids that really and the trichomes and flavonoids and all those things that really do the work and they really you know so we use this it's called the entourage effect and we use this rock band analogy where CBD is kind of the lead singer it's the one that gets the glory but you know without the full band you know, you're not getting the full benefit. It's not, it's not maximizing the impact. So the full spectrum is really important. And we're, we keep saying CBD and and some companies are selling just CBD isolate and it comes from China and it's clear and it should never be clear. And it's just void of all the other good stuff. Um, So that's just that last bit of of education of anybody who's interested, like really full spectrum is what you ought to be looking for. And um, you know, there's a lot of dicey, weird, sketchy stuff on the market that uh, really deserves a a clear look. And if you're not seeing lab reports, you're not seeing uh, any sense of, like, this is where this comes from, then you might want to think twice.
0: Awesome. Yes, agreed. Rhett, want to chime in?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, like Adrian said, you know, you really outlined our mission there, which, again, is to... Be a better first line of defense, um, better that is than doctors and big handfuls of pharmaceutical pills. Um, And we really believe that there's a a place for doctors and pharmaceuticals, but we've been far too quick to go there first, right? Um, I love that, Adrian. Plants, not pills. Uh, We got to write that down. Um, But sometimes you need pills and sometimes you need doctors. And please, by all means, Use them if if you feel the need, but but think before you do, because um, if it's sleep that you're battling, um, there are far better alternatives to Ambien. Um, If it's depression, try going for a walk in the woods. Try going camping. Try just going to the beach and watching the waves crash. Um, Try using posture. Just put your arms up in the air for three minutes and. I promise you, you will feel better. Now there are levels of depression and some levels are critical. And and by all means, do see the doctors and uh, think about the pills that you might wanna take. But for the vast majority of people, um, we believe that natural remedies are, are the first step. And so it's our mission to become that first line for people to think of and to come to uh, when they do want to take that first step in feeling better, living better, um, and and that's really truly why we're here. And I just I love the way you put it, and I'm so glad that we can talk about this.
0: Yeah, man, I completely agree with what you guys are sharing. You know, like the I, I like the plants before pills too. It's it's a better analogy, and also uh, the uh, the analogy of the shoveling in a blizzard you know, like, yeah, maybe it might help, but you need to look at the deeper things. You know, you need to look at the root. If you're just trying to, um, I don't know, decorate a a house that's like falling down, you know, and the foundation's not solid. It's like, look, if your diet is out of whack, if you're stressed to the nines, if everything is messed up, this CBD, it might help like a bit. I'd help you a little bit. And if you could sort that out, and then add it. Now we're really um, playing with fire. And I like that idea. You know, the education around um, what it is to live sustainably. You know, like yeah, this is helpful, but there's more here. You know, um, you know, I really liked um, Aubrey Marcus and On It when they came out with, uh, you know, the kettlebells and things like that because you know, yeah, he's got Joe Rogan's help and stuff like that. And was looking at the nootropics and, you know, there's, there's some people say that, yeah, it's amazing. And so, you know, some people like maybe not. Um, but what I liked about the, the whole fitness model was that he showed you how to use the kettlebell, you know, it's like, that's the one thing that he was doing that no one else is like, okay, here's a kettlebell. Now you know, here are professionals showing you how to use it, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with CBD. And I, and I think that's the spirit of where you guys are going. It's like, okay, here's CBD. Now, this isn't going to cure everything. There are other elements you should have a look at. Here's some education on that. Um, you know, here are some things that can empower you and empower your way of life and your way of living. And I think that overall is a really great example of how you guys are doing business and committing to that. It's not, it's not always the easy path, um, but, you know, it might be the, you could, I guess you could say right path, but like um, the one that's aligned with your values, you know. Um, and And like you said, too, there's a lot of different, products out there there's a lot of different companies out there and when you guys are talking about full transparency sharing the study sharing everything so people know what they're getting what the company stands for you can support and you can understand what you're putting in your body because um it's not all equal and it's a really important distinction full spectrum cbd versus cbd again you're you're totally right about that and i'm glad you shared about that so um what I'd like to ask, is there anything that you wish that I'd asked you guys? Is there anything else that we should talk about that people know more of? I think that I talked about this, but I, I don't know. But, you know, some people even think CBD makes you high. It's a, it's a different thing. It's not – it's a whole another thing. You know, do some research and explore that because it's a very powerful, natural way to start um, positively impacting a lot of things that affect people, people's sleep, depression anxiety, even, um, kids with seizures, you know, it's powerful stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, Rhett, I mean, I'd love for you to just share that story of, of meeting Kurt because it's so foundational to our story and, you know, in terms of our hemp line, at least really spells out exactly what's different and what that, you know, it's not just, about creating a product it's about creating a product in the right way and uh there's so much more to it and extraordinary people is something that makes ned great and kurt our farmer is just that yeah
2: yeah and it's um it's apropos because uh you and i adrian and i are driving up to the farm uh, this afternoon um but the first time i drove onto the farm i had it was uh it was fall of 2017, and I had spent the entire summer, pretty much every weekend, uh, meeting with hemp farmers all across Colorado, and um, and being pretty unimpressed with what I was finding. Um, they were all good people, and they were good farmers, but they were farming their hemp very much like they were also farming their GMO corn and soybeans and alfalfa, and um you know, they had set aside an acre or five for hemp, um, but they were doing it entirely for quantity instead of quality. And the the energy that was going into the farming of the hemp just didn't sit right with me. And and, and I'm not a farming expert, or at least I, I wasn't then. Um, still not. But um, it just, the energy didn't feel right. And it's felt to me like... Kind of an understanding that um, this is why I'm not resonating with any of the companies that are on the market because this is where they're getting all of their hemp, and there's it's no wonder they are they're not telling us where they're getting it from, and it's no wonder they um, there's such a lack of transparency here, um, which was what I was really feeling when I was trying to purchase the best for my mom who was battling cancer through nutrition and for myself who um, I'm used to, I want the best. And uh, so I kept looking and I kept searching and uh, honestly, it was fun for me. I love uh, meeting people, I love driving in the West. And uh, so this was a good combination of those two. Um, But I kept hearing about this sort of almost mythological farmer from a mythological place almost uh, called Paonia, Colorado, which is among farming circles very well known for being just a, um, a tremendous place to create beautiful produce and beautiful, grow just amazing, uh, amazing fruits and vegetables and, uh, and hemp as well. Um, Kurt was really the first hemp farmer in, in Paonia, but uh, I finally connected with him through my, my beautiful sister who uh, knows pretty much everybody in Colorado who's doing something good um, with the land. And uh, she put us together on this gorgeous September day with the aspens just in full color. And uh, I drove over to the farm, uh, actually with my wife and daughter. We were, we've been camping nearby, sort of nearby. Um, and as soon as I drove onto Kurt's farm, I just knew that he was our guy. It was it the energy felt entirely different. It um, it was much more of quan quality than quantity and Kurt had has 12 acres but he was only farming one at the time not for anything other than wanting to just focus on that one acre um, and he was doing things like purifying the already pure water he was playing uh, music reggae and jazz and, uh, good happy vibes to the plants um, He was playing binaural beats to the plants, and his energy and way of thinking, really his intention around what he was doing, was entirely different than all of the farmers that I had met. And these were farmers that had come extremely highly recommended. Um, But Kurt just stood head and shoulders above each of them, and uh, and he still does. And he's just gotten better and better and better. And now he's growing. He's growing four acres now, actually, and he's doing it. Um, according to biodynamic principles. And one of the reasons Adrian and I are going to his farm today is because uh, he informed us that starting at 5 o'clock tonight, Mountain Standard Time, um, for the next 24 hours, that's the like most optimal energetic time for farming in the biodynamic world at, at his uh, uh, geographic point. So we're excited to see all that and connect with Kurt and again, Kurt has just become one of those tremendous people that we've been so fortunate to connect with in this endeavor of ours. And um, Kurt's foundational to Ned, and um, just a wonderful partner. And you know, the conversations that we've had with him about the impact that we're we're having for him um, have just been so heartwarming. Uh, here's a an independent farmer who. Uh, you know, hasn't had it too easy. And, um, and here we are bringing him the resources that he that he needs to do what he's most passionate about, which is create the absolute highest quality hemp there is. So it's a, you know, it's another Patagonia moment where you see the vendors that you work with, and you feel the energy and the good that you're doing with Uh, these independent vendors and and farmers and contractors. Um, And so it's just a really beautiful thing that, that makes this business so much more valuable and fun and um, something that I'm just so thrilled to be doing Uh, so much more so than any other business I've ever been a part of. And honestly, no friends, uh, as well I feel very very fortunate and uh, I know Adrian feels the same way it's just been such a blessing to finally follow this path um, which you know Adrian and I really knew for ourselves when we were in our 20s and we started out on that direction and our younger selves knew and then we got hit with all these other filters like money and prestige and things and and now we're keeping things simple and we're going back to what's natural and simple and and that, again, is, is what resonates within the soul, what resonates uh, within your heart. And uh, when you do that, everything just gets so much easier. This is not an easy business. Uh, we are dealing with all types of things, regulatory for the most part. Um, but we love it with a deep, deep passion. And like Adrian said earlier, we are not going anywhere.
0: That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Well, your farmer in the video looks like an amazing guy. And, and, you know, I know a little bit about farming. I'm definitely no expert. I uh, just have some friends that do it. And I've been around to different farms and different locations. And when you're growing anything, there's so much that goes into farming. There is so much science and intention. You can just, you know, you can get hemp and then you're going to spray it with a bunch of crap. You know, you can get, you can ruin it real quick you know, and, and take out all, you know, and then you test the two batches and they're completely different. The, the benefits you're going to get are completely different with any product, you know, anything could be lemons. It could be ginseng. It could be anything. You know, we have ginseng farms, uh, close to where I live. It used to be huge tobacco farms, but it's all with like roundup and spray and whatever. You're still getting the ginseng and ginseng is good. However, if you had some guy that had a farm, doing it in the way that you're sharing that is done, the quality of the product is going to be so much better. We're able to build and grow, <laughs> build. we're able to grow, you know, apples and oranges and all that faster and bigger, but there had less and less, nutrients the less and less of what the body needs so the quality of farm uh, is absolutely paramount and that process is absolutely paramount and if you change it like you said some uh, come in from China so having that transparency like you said when you're doing some research on CBD or your products or anything else looking at how that process works that's going another layer deeper like in the same way that I remember when I started eating healthier just reading the label you know, I didn't start reading the labels. I was like 27. I thought like a healthy uh, dinner was like these packaged frozen foods with vegetables in them. it's awful. Um, so you learn a little bit more and the more, you know, the, the more educated choice that you can make. So experiment, do your own research. Um, but I love the way that you guys are doing business and I love the transparency and I love the intention behind it. And I'm grateful that you're not cutting corners because we need people to show and set an example for a sustainable business model for people to step into like how you guys are doing it with congruence is just like, this is something you're passionate about. It's maybe not the easiest path, but you're passionate, you're more fulfilled and you're looking at how you can make an impact as well as a profit with the bottom line because you got to live and, you know, eat as well, but you can marry all those things. And that's like a, a puzzle that we all get an opportunity to solve. You know, and so I think that you guys are doing a great job. So um I just want to ask you fellas, is there anything else that I, I missed that you guys want to talk about that you want to share before we um end the call?
1: I don't think so. I think we've we've covered it all and it's just been such a pleasure to be here, really.
0: Yeah. Well for me too,
2: it's important um that we're able to tell our story. And so being here is just such a blessing and just really wanna thank you, Matt, for that. Um, yeah, if, if we're unable to tell our story, then then we have a, a very steep uh, mountain to climb. So thank you so much for giving us the platform to do so. It's, um, it's crucial to getting the awareness out there and also the educational points, which Adrian dove into, the transparency elements, which are so important. Um, and yeah, so really just deep, deep gratitude to you for, for putting our story out there.
0: Well, thank Dude. you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. It's yeah, I'm I'm grateful for what you guys are doing, man. This is what the show is about. Is I'm just showing the example of people doing it right. You know, so um, I'll keep an eye on you. I'll be watching the Pat- Patagonia moments, making sure that I, you just weren't waiting for eight acres. Now you got twenty. It's all crap. Mm-hmm. I will find you. <laughs> uh, just kidding, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. What you guys are doing, and, and like the way you 're doing it and the spirit you 're doing it because it 's not easy you know for profit cutting corners, doing it the easy way, making money um, you know it's just it 's easier and it 's faster, and you can get the shiny thing way quicker it 's a lot harder to set an ethos and set company um, you know mission and your principles it 's great, but to follow them all the way through when it 's hard um, is that 's the real challenge, and so I uh, commend you guys for doing that. Uh, Make sure. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can they do a little bit more research? Where can they um, check out some of the products and and what you're doing?
1: Yeah, they can come stop by helloned.com. dot com, and that's where we do ninety seven percent of our business. We're, we're primarily a e commerce business. Um, come stop by meet Ned on Instagram. That's where you'll you'll get our kind of daily tidbits of of what we're thinking about nature and simplicity and little product announcements and um i'm not sure if we talked about it but we're more than happy to offer your listeners a discount on their first purchase we typically just do a 15% off their first purchase and we can uh we can figure out what that discount code is offline and then you can share it out with your listeners but we're just so honored to, to be able to connect with you and connect with those who, who listen to you and, um, you know, more than anything, we're just happy to, to share the story. And if, if they want to come and learn more about Ned and our products, all the better.
0: Amazing. Rhett, anything? Yeah.
2: Um, check out our lab reports. That's not something you'll hear most CBD companies say, but we're in- We're incredibly proud of our lab reports, which are all over our website. And uh, whether or not you you wanna buy CBD from us or or others, look for those lab reports. Um, We're very proud of the cannabinoid profile, the lack of heavy metals, the lack of pesticides present. Um, So check out our lab reports, that's what I'll say. Um, Yeah.
0: Amazing. I love that. Yeah, people, people aren't gonna say, "Check out the lab report, and that keeps you accountable, and also allows you to track progress to see how good your product is to make the biggest benefit to create a higher level product. It's just like, um, if you go buy a steak, you know, sorry, vegans. But like, if you go buy a steak there, you know, if you pay 50 bucks for a steak and a certain thing, and it's like natural, you're going to get a different experience than you go get like the crappiest thing, but it's it's kind of like measurable. You can taste it, you can see it, you can understand it. Um, this thing you're going to need, you're going to need some scientific process to measure it, to understand it. So that way, when you ingest it, um, you know, you know, you're getting a different experience and I want to just thank you guys for uh, sending out some stuff. I really appreciate it. I'm going to try it. Um, I've been in and out, like I, like I've had the CBD here and there in drinks, but I'm now convinced that I need to like put it in there because I've been training a lot more skating and my knees are sore. So I want to put that in there. Um, but my, my partner's going to steal what you um, have gifted me. So I'm going to have to order too, because the second that I found out you, you guys are coming on the show, she's like, wait, are they sending you some? She's like, yes. And I was like, all right, well there that goes. Um, So (laughs) so, yeah, I appreciate your company's ethos and and doing it right. So feel free to stay in touch and for the discount link. Thank you so much for that. I'll make sure that I put it underneath the YouTube subscription so you can find that. Um, check it out in the lab reports is, is a really um, amazing thing too. So I appreciate, you know, if you're going to do transparent business, um, and that's your process, you can, you can really ensure you're getting a high quality product. Um, so thanks. Thanks for the way you guys are doing it. Appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Really?
2: Yeah. Thanks,
0: Matt. Thank you so much. My pleasure guys. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you learned a lot. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Matt Belair and tag the boys at meetned. If you have any questions about Full Spectrum Hemp CBD, they're definitely experts. Uh, hit them up. They're happy to answer any of your questions. Their website is helloned.com, and if you use the checkout code uh, CBD Power, they're going to give you a discount on your first order maybe orders after that I'm not 100% sure uh, but you can ask them and check out um, check out their website ask them any questions thank you so much for listening I hope that this inspired you to just consider how you might make an impact have you you been thinking about a transition creating a conscious business making an impact in your community and you can see them coming from their business background how they had to take a leap of faith how they had to really get clear on how they wanted to make an impact but when you start to take action little bits over time it starts to unfold and the vision gets clearer and clearer and clearer and if you want some help forming a vision you're like I have no idea what I want to do how I want to contribute and you have just literally not the slightest clue where to start you can hit me up and we can do some coaching there's definitely a framework for that it really just starts with the right questions and as you start to go through these questions in this discovery uh, process a really uh, process of self discovery over time bit by bit it becomes really clear to then it ultimately gets to the point of a deep knowing of this is the path it's not like you get to the uh, outcome and the job or the one thing and you're like okay that's it that's the be all and end all I've, I've discovered with working with a lot of different people that it's more like a direction you're really inspired about the direction you're heading so if you want some help discovering that hit me up matt at zenathlete.com happy to help you out and put you on your path because what I've noticed with all the people that I've worked with is that when people are really in their heart and they're in their passion it always has to do with service it always has to do with contributing something to the community to the the world and it's such a fantastic thing and we need so many more people really stepping into their power, into their contribution, into their skills and their offerings so that people can view them and say wow that's incredible I want to live inspired like they do and also that their gift is con- actually contributing to humanity, to their community. It's a very beautiful and powerful thing I want to thank everybody who's left a review on iTunes, who shared a podcast, who's chipped in on Patreon. It helps incredibly. I am so grateful for you guys thank you very very much Uh, let's wrap up this episode with just coming to a state of peace and coherence so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing taking a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just let it out slowly filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace joy empowerment contentment connection and ready to take on the rest of the day so thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode